हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 24 इकोनॉमिक रिफॉर्म्स एंड ग्लोबलाइजेशन आवर टॉपिक इज डेवलपमेंट प्लानिंग इन इंडिया व्हेन इंडिया एम्बार्क्ड ऑन इट्स प्लानिंग एडवेंचर द इकोनॉमी वाज प्रीडोमिनेटली एग्रीकल्चरल विद अ वेरी स्मॉल इंडस्ट्री सेक्टर limited to mainly the cotton and jute industries and a low rate of savings of about 10%. In addition, the entrepreneurial class had limited experience with operating industrial enterprises. Indian entrepreneurs were mainly involved in trading activities and had experience of operating only in the textile industry. A higher rate of growth was needed to reduce the extent of poverty in the country and improve the living standards of the people. But accelerated growth would require higher investments and larger imports of capital goods. As such goods were not produced domestically, these imports could not be paid for by higher exports of agricultural goods because larger agricultural exports would lead to a worsening of the terms of trade so that export earnings would not increase by much furthermore because of the diverse landman ratio in india development had to be based on industrialization this industrialization could not be oriented towards external market because of fears of a slow going world economy protectionism in the developed countries and lack of competitiveness because workers in india were not industrially disciplined and not well trained Therefore, industrialization was to be achieved by developing industries by preventing imports. So, India's adoption of a policy of import substituting industrialization (ISI) was supported by theory, the Indian economic situation, and corresponded to the development policies adopted. by most developing countries in india the state was the agent for bringing about this industrialization this was because india went in for import substitution in basic industries theoretical models showed that such import situations would lead to a higher rate of growth development of basic industries would free the economy from dependence on imports and so support self reliance an important objective in particular development of a defense industry would be made easier and so ensure india's self reliance in defense production private capitalists were not keen to invest in such industries 
as the scale of investments in these industries was larger and no output would be produced for many years. Furthermore, state investment in these basic industries would also prevent undue concentration of wealth. Most other developing countries undertook import substitution in consumer goods industries. Investments in these industries were made by transnational corporation TNCs who had earlier been producing these goods in the developed countries and exporting them to developing countries. For a few years, developing countries grew rapidly, then they ran into difficulties, not only those who had adopted import substitution in consumer goods, but also those who had adopted import substitution in capital goods. These difficulties manifested themselves as the countries running large balance of payments BOP deficits as their export earnings were much smaller than their import payments and so could not continue to pay for their very much smaller than their import payment and could not continue to pay for their imports. So, developing countries had to adjust. Most countries made adjustments in their trade policies to lay greater stress on export. Countries like Brazil and Colombia allowed two exchange rates to periodically devalue so that their exports remained competitive and grew. Others like India provided subsidies to exports in order to encourage exporting. Countries in East Asia, Korea, Taiwan, Singapore and Hong Kong made more radical departures to encourage exports and it was later said that they followed an export-led development strategy. Now let us move to the next point, trade policy in India before 1991. India as noted above has also opted for an ISI strategy. It faced difficulty in BOP. There was a crisis in 1957-58 and then in 1965-66. Faced by BOP difficulties, India policy makers sought new sources for funds and also undertook some adjustment measures. For instance, after the 1957-58 crisis, India approached the World Bank for assistance and the World Bank established the Aid India Consortium. Aid through this consortium financed much of the public investment in the second and the third year plans about a third. The size of the plan was also reduced. There was a big debate about how the size of the plan should be adjusted. 
Subsequently, in the third plan 1961-65, the government provided various export incentives in order to increase export earnings. The 1965-66 crisis resulted in more far-reaching changes. Agricultural policies were changed as one of the causes of the crisis was the increasing import of food grains and the green revolution was ushered in. The changes in agricultural policies were successful in raising the rate of growth of agricultural output and make India self-reliant in food production. Trade policies were also changed including a devaluation of the rupee. But there was much less political support for the changes in trade policies than for the changes in agricultural policies and these were soon reversed. The disputes with the donors resulted in a stoppage of aid by the World Bank and the US. The Indian government adjusted to this cutback by having a planned holiday for a few years and undertaking measures to raise the domestic rate of saving. The experience of these years had an enormous influence on India Indian policy makers. The adjustment measures and early experience of structural adjustment resulted in a decline in per capita income. As a result, as 1960s Indian policy makers were concerned that the growth was not generating enough employment and so was leading to a reduction in poverty. A committee was set up to study the situation and recommend policy adjustments. With the slowdown of growth growing following the 1966 crisis, the implications for poverty reduction were stark and the question was how to implement Mrs. Gandhi's promise of Garibi Hatao. The technical note of to the fourth plan examined the options in great detail. They assumed that it would not be politically possible to reduce the consumption of higher consuming classes. It was assumed instead that the income of the higher consuming classes would be kept constant and all the additional consumption would be granted to the poor. Even under these assumptions, they found that a high rate of growth of over 7% per year would be required to reduce poverty significantly in a short time. The analysis in the technical note explains why poverty reduction has been so significant in the 80s and 90s as the economy grew at almost 6% a year during this 20 year period. The BOP crisis of 1973-74 also resulted in a mixed response of seeking new sources of finance and adjustment. 
borrowings were undertaken from the oil faculties of the fund and from the funds trust faculty. Also, the investments were made in oil exploration and refining leading to lesser dependence on oil imports. This lesser dependence helped in the management of the economy in the 70s and even more in the 80s when export earnings were stagnant. The BOP crisis of 1980-81 resulted in India borrowing from the fund and later in the 80s India started tapping non-resident Indians and commercial bank for funds. But all through this period India continued with its basic policy of ISI. One problem though was that with government investment diverted first to agriculture and then to oil exploration and refining. There was a squeeze on investment in the infrastructure sector which had longer term consequences and on investment in manufacturing so that greater reliance has to be placed on private sector and emphasis is shifted from basic industries to consumer industries. Adjustments were made to trade policy in the 70s and 80s to make import of intermediate goods and components easier as lack of these during the strict import control regime period has prevented better utilization of installed capacity. More intermediate imports allowed better utilization of installed capacity and so improved efficiency. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.